Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. And now my alarm is going off on my phone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, a little bit late here for that to happen. All right, so again, welcome to the show. Uh, I was hoping to have a steak-free show. Apparently now that's out the window, so I guess I can relax. First off, I guess I should say, again, welcome. Thank you for listening to my podcast show. I know it's been uh, about seven days since I've recorded a show, but I got to tell you, I tell you, I have been doing this show for seven years. I have been doing this show for seven years. And for some reason, I do not know why, but I know April is Distracted Drivers Month. But for some reason, whether it be psychologically or whether it's just me not really wanting to participate anymore, the month of April is really hard for me to do shows. I do not know exactly why. But for some reason, the month of April drains my entire body. I am so exhausted every April, more so than any other month that I have. And it, it, it could be a combination of several different things. But for the month of April, the life is just sucked out of me. And in the past six years, I have noticed that in April, I have done only four or five shows each and every year where normally I do on average about 10 to 12 shows per month in all of the other months that are not April, quite honestly. Not really sure why. I'm trying to figure that out. So, ooh, man, if somebody can help me and tell me what my problem is, I would appreciate it. I really would. Uh, you know how to follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. On Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB in order to get to that. Okay, a lot of crazy stuff, in, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Obviously, 
I really don't like to talk politics or things that are out of my realm. But I'm just hoping that each and every one of us take a little bit of time and reflect on what happened yesterday. And I really don't want to get into it, so I just hope each and every one of you understand what I'm talking about. And if we can get this world back on its axis the right way, apparently I think we should be at a certain degree angle, not really sure, I failed science a little bit. But if we can just tilt it in the right direction so we could be normal again, I think for the past couple of years, things have been just boiling up and over. And now we have some serious problems within our culture. And I'm hoping that we can get through that, to tell you the truth. I'm seriously hoping we do. Anyways, this is not a political show in that aspect. I'm here to talk about distracted driving, DUIs, hit and runs, people that end up losing their lives for no reason whatsoever. Everything that I talk about within this show is all preventable. It is all preventable. It just depends on you. And I got to tell you, um, we had some crazy stories over the last couple of weeks, crazy stories over the last couple of months. Uh, I think I would be remiss not to mention it again about April being distracting, Distracted Drivers Month. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm thinking each and every month should be Distracted Drivers Month. I've talked about this before in the past. You can't put something just for a month and let it go, thinking it, everything is going to be okay, everything is going to be great, everything is going to be perfect, and you're going to move on in your world. Because each and every day, and I've asked each and every one of you that listen to my podcast show, I dare you, I dare you to sit down from 5 o'clock at night in your own time zone until 11 o'clock at night, watching your local news, watching your world news, and find out and let me know, hey, they never talked about one incident about a car crash, a DUI, hit and run, or anything. Everything was perfect. That's not to include the, the traffic reporters that are on some of these TV shows that tell you, hey, there's a, there's a Sigler on the 405 or there's a Sigler over on the 101, or there's a crash, fender bender, or a car fire, or something over on the, on the 405, 110, 91, 15 freeway, somewhere within your even your own geographical location, it's out there. And we're not going to get through it. We're not going to be able to get through it until... We start taking responsibility for our own actions. Well, I have a story here today. It's, I'm going to tell you this. Somebody sent me this, and they said, Howard, you need to take a look at this story. It comes from Fox News 13 out of Tampa. They told me how to find it on Fox 13. Now, there's a longer version, 
that was actually from YouTube. And that's the one that I got. I got the one from YouTube. But I'm crediting Fox 13 and whoever sent this to me, and I appreciate them for sending me the audio, but I'm crediting them as well. Because I have a story when we come back from a commercial break. This story, yes, I have been waiting for stories like this for a long time where a judge has to explain why he is sentencing a young man to 24 years. And I'm going to tell you, it's not it's not what you think in there. I got the whole audio clip. I saw the whole video. I got the whole audio clip. And I can tell you this. When you get to 7 minutes and 37 seconds, you can see the expression on that kid's face. OMG. What the hell just happened? We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. And you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. I've been trying to get my show also on Amazon. I'm trying to figure out how that one works. But um, I'll eventually figure this one out. All right. So before we get into the story here, I just want to let everybody know that I went ahead and on Twitter, there's a great guy that you should follow on Twitter. Uh, And if you do happen to get up with him, just let him know that you, that you he's got a great don't text and drive uh, and put down your phone 
I guess Twitter kind of, well, it's kind of like a PSA type thing. And it's uh, at SCHP underscore troop underscore three. So it's Trooper Joe. I guess that's his name. So I don't really have his last name. But he had an audio clip and I copied it and I was going to play it in the show somewhere along the way. I'm probably going to have to do that on the next show. I Unfortunately, I didn't get to it uh, today uh, for the show, and I apologize. If you ever have one of those days that where something goes wrong, well, actually last night is when it happened with me about like 9 o'clock. I went to... Um, uh, do some posting on my Facebook and Twitter going through Hootsuite. And apparently somehow I got signed out of it and they kept asking for my password and all the stuff. I kept putting it in there and they kept rejecting it. And come to find out, I guess I had to reboot my computer in order something to make it work, but it got it working. So that's out there. Also too, I want to say there's a, uh, a uh, let's see, what do I got? What do I got here? Okay. Uh, a guy that you should also follow, he's in Las Vegas, and it's at Zero Fatalities, uh, Fatals, I'm sorry, at Zero Fatals NV, and they did a, he did a thing that he put out there, and I, I just took a snapshot photo of it, and it's two departments, seven days a week, 10 officers, 3,000 arrests, thanks to all, thanks to the, you know, DUI Strike Force team. For keeping our roads safe in Southern Nevada, and an awesome thing to, for them. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago I interviewed this gentleman, uh, and you know he, he's doing a great job out there in Las Vegas, and I appreciate them for doing that. But here's a story that I got from a judge. I mean, I got from Fox 13. Somebody recommended me to do that, but they told me to go to the YouTube and look it up. And there's a longer version of it. And it ended up being about nine minutes long. Now, look, I chopped up the audio a little bit, not what was said. The long pauses that they had in the uh, audio piece. And again, this story comes from Fox 13 out there in Tampa. And it's a judge explains a 24-year sentence in a street racing crash that killed a mom and a toddler. And listening to this audio, when I started, six, or I'm sorry, seven minutes and 36 minutes in, when a judge imposes what he's going to get, what he's going to receive, the perpetrator, what he's going to do, what his sentence is, the look on his face was OMG, like what the heck happened? He figured he was getting out because if you looked at some of the video, He's just kind of like looking around thinking, yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, I'm in here. I think I'm going to get off. No. Here's the story. And again, this comes from, again, Fox 13. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. All right. Good evening, everyone. Is the state ready to proceed? Yes, Your Honor. The defendant ready to proceed? Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a little bit longer than anticipated, but uh, that was a, a lot of information to consider. Uh, let me just uh, start by saying that, um, as multiple people have uh, observed, uh, that this is a particularly difficult case 
because there's really nothing that the court can do that's uh, that, that's, that's capable of, uh, of, of fixing uh, the harm that has been caused to the victims in this case. So uh, that being said, uh, I, I've got to start with the law. I'm bound, uh, bound by the law, and the law gives me a, a guideline for uh, how to analyze an appropriate sentence in this case. So I want to start with the Camacho case. It's really the first thing I need to, uh, to, to address is whether or not the court's going to depart from the, uh, the, the minimum in this case, which is 222 months or approximately 18 and a half years in the Florida State Prison uh, as, as a minimum. The Camacho case, uh, as Mr. Fitzgibbons uh, pointed out and argued, uh, lays out really a, a, a three-factor test. Is there a valid legal basis for departure? Is there competent substantial evidence uh, that the facts uh, support an application so the, do, do, do the facts apply to the departure basis uh, that, that is being uh, asserted? To both of those questions, uh, I, I answer those yes. There, there is a valid legal basis for departure, and there is competent substantial evidence that would support uh, a departure. Um, and really, I find that as to all of the departure bases argued, with the exception of uh, the disparity argument. I'll just comment on that one for, for, for a moment. The, the defendant has argued that, a, a, that an available basis for departure is the disparity uh, between the guidelines and the sentence that Mr. Barano got. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I agree that disparity could potentially be an available legal basis for departure. Uh, but in this case, I, I don't think it applies because I, I do think that there are uh, important substantive differences uh, between the facts as applied to Mr. Barano and the facts as applied to, to Mr. Heron. Uh, the states put those on the, on the record. Uh, I, I won't elaborate on it too much other than to say I, I think that the difference, that the age of majority for Mr. Heron is uh, one of those. But mostly, I, I just think that... Um, the, the, the facts are different as to as between those two defendants. And, and so um, I, I don't believe that the facts in this case support that as a departure basis because I, I believe that um, a disparity in sentence between Mr. Barano and Mr. Heron is appropriate in this case. Th that brings me to the third question of should the, essentially the third, the third factor under the Camacho case is should the trial court depart and uh, the, the court in this case is, is going to decline to depart. So I'm answering that question in the negative. Uh, the, the trial court in this case is not going to depart. And uh, I don't reach that decision lightly. I'm, um, you, you know, when, when evaluating an appropriate sentence, I, I will start with uh, Florida Statute 921.002. It was pointed out several times the primary purpose uh, of the criminal punishment code in Florida is to punish. And I've got to take into account the severity of the primary offense and the circumstances surrounding the primary offense. When I take into account circumstances and severity, a lot of what I'm taking into account really when I sentence is um, intent and harm. And in this case, uh, there, 
there wasn't any evidence and nor, nor does the court believe that there was any specific intent to do harm uh, in this case to the victims. Um, but there was intent to drive at, at an egregious speed, uh, 102 miles an hour, regardless of the consequences and regardless of, of who that ended up harming. And, and then the second part of that, the second component is the harm caused. And in this case, it's just impossible to have greater harm than the, than the harm uh, that occurred in this case, uh, which was the loss of a mother, loss of a baby, and, um, and really the loss of a family as it existed when this occurred. Uh, I did consider, uh, I also want to make a record, I did consider uh, sentencing Mr. Heron as a youthful offender, but for the same reasons that I'm discussing, uh, I didn't think sentencing him as a youthful offender was appropriate. I, I agree that youthful offender was something that the court could have done. I did consider it. I carefully considered it. But uh, the, the court just found that due to the, the serious nature of these offenses, the extreme uh, nature of the conduct, and, and again, the, 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 the level of harm that a youthful offender sentence was not appropriate. So given that the court is not um, departing, the guidelines call for a sentence of 18, essentially 18 and a half years uh, at a minimum and 30 years as a maximum. And the court doesn't find that either uh, the minimum or the maximum is appropriate in this case. Uh, I've, I've said it several times, the serious nature of the offense, the egregious nature of the conduct, and, uh, and mostly the, the, the harm that's been caused uh, pre prevent me from putting this as a um, bottom of the guidelines minimum case. But the, the departure bases argued by the defendant um, did provide some reason not to put it um, at the top of the, the maximum. Uh, and, and specifically, the, the, uh, the court did take into account that the defendant's 18, certainly responsible for his actions, and he's being held accountable for his actions. Uh, but, but the age uh, of, of 18, the court finds, it, is a mitigating factor and uh, shouldn't put this at a maximum. Also, the, the complete lack of prior criminal history is something that the court considered as uh, preventing this from, from being at the top. So ha having said all that, the court is um, going really toward the, the middle between the, the minimum under the guidelines and, and the maximum uh, punishment permitted under Florida state law. So on count one, vehicular homicide, the court's going to uh, adjudicate the defendant guilty sentence him to nine years in the Florida State Prison. On count two, same charge, court will adjudicate the defendant guilty, sentence him to 15 years Florida State Prison, and that'll run consecutive to count one for a total 24 years Florida State Prison. Count three is a misdemeanor, unlawful racing on a highway, so the court will adjudicate the defendant guilty, sentence him to time served. Give credit for time served, I believe, two days. Court will impose mandatory court costs. Mr. Heron, you have given up the right to appeal the determination of your guilt or innocence, you do have 30 days to appeal the sentence of the court. And I'll direct the bailiffs to take Mr. Heron into custody. And there you go. There you go.
and what that comes out to 24 years 24 years for street racing that ended up killing a mom and a toddler out there in Florida and if each and every state would kind of step it up to the plate if you will maybe just maybe there'll be more lives saved and people less taking less risk I think that that's the most important part is if they take a less risk things will run around a little bit smoother we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back right after this because I want to get to my next story we're not gonna have time for the top show from the previous week I might do a back-to-back -back on that one we'll be back right after this You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to the DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. Whoa, you can probably tell that that last story was just a little bit rough. Uh, but there's a valid point for me to run that is the fact that I feel that people will now get, get the gist of what how serious the courts are, how serious the law is. And some of the comments that I got from that is, you know, 24 years is not enough needs more time to think about it broadcast this video audio to every school nationwide after watching this video i won't be straight or street racing anymore i really mean it well congratulations at least we made a dent in one or two people out there all right here's a quick story from wkbn uh, 27 and this deals with a principal that was hurt in a crash from another driver who was driving the wrong way just to let you know that basically this kind of stuff can happen at any time to anyone and it can happen anywhere that's why you got to be vigilant here is the story again from wkbn 27 and the support that's surrounding me by all the local school districts and my and my family and my friends has been what's really keeping me keeping me going for sure. A local school principal is on the road to recovery. I told you I was, she was seriously hurt in a head-on crash earlier this month. Jessica Kohler is an elementary principal in Liberty, and her life changed after that car accident three weeks ago. Well, tonight she's talking to First News about her recovery and the support she gets to keep her going. Here's First News reporter Nadine Grimley. I'm just kind of like a, 
a fractured mess. Jessica Kohler continues to heal from the many broken bones she received in a car accident on March 12th. Troopers say Kohler was hit head-on by another driver traveling in the opposite direction on State Route 46 in Austintown, who crossed into her lane. It's definitely been a whirlwind. Um, I don't remember anything. Kohler was on her way to Block Guy pre-K through 6, where she works as a principal. She says she's thankful her daughter wasn't in the car with her that morning. Just knowing the situation and, and watching myself in therapy and, and seeing me grow and and get stronger from where I'm at, it's truly a miracle. So I will never take another you know, second for granted because I cannot believe that I am where I'm at right now um, from March 12th. Since then, the community has done their best to lift her spirits, giving her motivation as she remains in the hospital, even showing their sea of support by donning clothing in her favorite color, purple. It's just so heartwarming to see everyone's support. So people are everything to me. So again, just very thankful that I have everyone that I do in my life. The most shocking thing to me is just how many people, I guess, um, on a daily basis, I've really affected in a positive way. Kohler says she misses her kids both at home and at the school. She's optimistic she'll be released from the hospital soon and is looking forward to being with family, which she says is exactly what she needs. I'm just anxious to hopefully you know, get to sit next to them on the couch and snuggle them. Nadine Grimley, WKBN 27 First News. All right, again, that story came from WKBN 27 First News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But just goes to show you, no matter who you are, you always kind of kind of pay attention. Pay attention around your surrounding areas. Because remember, you don't want something like this happening to you. You don't want to be stuck in court like this young gentleman was. And you don't want to be hit like this principal. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Until next week, please be safe.